It is 10 minutes after 8 o'clock. You are on Opportunity Tuesday. Talk with Rams on Metro FM. And as we do normally around this time, every Tuesday, we speak to a boss. We speak to somebody who is an industry leader and we get to know their story, but also we get to know about their thoughts about what's happening in the industry, some advice they can share with you, and we most importantly would like to hear from you. Now, if you are in the marketing and media industry, you want to listen to my conversation with Kao Narayanan. If you are not, you want to listen to this even more because he impacts your life every single day. The work that they do impacts us every single day. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're frustrated, sometimes we even swear on Twitter because of the work that they do. I mean, people in his industry, not necessarily his organization or him. It could very well be about an ad we don't like by, you know, let's say yeah, yeah, an insurance company or very well be about, you know, things that we see and uh, they encourage us to do different things because some of the campaigns people get involved in change lives every single day and we don't notice it because we think it's business as usual. So he's going to show us the kind of work that they do. So you want to listen to this conversation. So Gao arrived in Johannesburg in 2014, December, as managing director of Network BBDO. He's responsible for the uh, agency strategy, its digital transformation, and also, most importantly, its people. Uh, and uh, as its African hub, Gao also leads BBDO's Africa strategy from Network BBDO and has helped BBDO Africa land several new business wins as focused on talent development, most importantly, and runs BBDO's regional accounts. I'm not going to read all of it. The man is here to speak for himself. He looks like an ad man uh, wearing a tie and a suit. I'm kidding. They don't do that. The only thing he doesn't have, though, is a ponytail. Kao, good evening, mate, and thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I don't think I have enough hair to, to warrant a ponytail. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Is, is it running out because of age, or it has always been this short? Uh, it's genetic. I blame my father. <laughs> thank you so much, mate, for coming in. No problem. Let, let's, let's, start, let's start with your own life. Where, where does this all begin? Where was the man born? Where does he grow up? And ultimately, what does he study to end up today sitting here talking about this media industry? Um, it's it's a relatively complicated story. Despite my accent, I was actually born in India. I was born in Mumbai. Um, and I've lived in Mumbai. I've studied there. I've also lived in West Africa in Liberia Yeah. Uh, when I was very, very young. Uh, then there was a military coup, so we decided to leave quickly. Uh, and then went back to India and then ended up in London. Uh, so as you can tell by my accent. Yeah, I just said, when you said London. <laughs> I've you... grown up in the UK. <laughs> uh, and I have basically... My path into advertising, like, I think like most people, when you're in university or varsity, you're not really sure what you wanted. My inclination was I just marketing and brands and that kind of looking after a brand and its image and yeah. advertising really, really appealed to me. I didn't really know what an advertising agency was until a best really, really good friend of mine said, like, why don't you apply to an agency? And I was like, what was that? And then I kind of applied to... Unilever and Mars and PNG and also a couple of agencies. It but, just, uh, but, but where were you? What had you studied I did when, a business when, a, degree. when a friend decided you must go into I did a world. business degree. So kind of a BSc, yeah. kind of a business management. So we did lots of really, really interesting things. So we did lots of the business stuff you'd, you'd expect, like accounting and finance and corporate finance yeah. and HR. 
Um, I kind of in, preferred the more kind of creative end of the of the training. Yeah. So we did courses that sound very weird, like emerging patterns of thought, belief, and action. Change management, deep, and I can see you're laughing, deep ecology, uh, consumers and communication. Yeah. But I think the kind of creative writing courses, the kind of lateral thinking courses really, really appealed to yeah. me. So from there, I kind of didn't want to go that a lot of the route of, the, of my colleagues in my varsity year went to, which was going down the Accenture, the auditing, yeah. the PwC route. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted the kind of marketing brand side. It just so happened I applied to the agencies first. I got a job at a what is... I'm very lucky to have got a job at an agency called AMV BBDO, which I didn't really know about them when I joined. I just thought, I've got a job. I can then focus on my final year dissertation yeah. and case studies and work. So I'll tick that box. And then I naively arrived in AMV BBDO's offices uh, back in 2001. And the first day I arrived at work, there was a copy of Marketing Week, which is an industry magazine with a picture of a very famous commercial that the agency did for a brand called Guinness and a envelope with a 50 pound note in it. Now, if you're a student and you arrive in an office in London on your first day at work and there's an envelope of 50 pounds in it, you feel like this is the best job in the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, that was a slightly misleading uh, misleading gesture. But obviously, people join this industry not for the money. Otherwise, you would go into the world of corporate finance and investment banking and auditing and accounting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think people join this industry because they have a passion. They have a passion for kind of creative thinking. They mm-hmm. have a passion for innovation. They also have a passion for, passion for business building. Yeah. And I was very, very lucky to join what was actually one of the best agencies in the UK and also one of the best agencies in the world. And I grew up there um, for around 14, 15 years. Wow. So terrible career advice because everyone tells you jump after every three years to get a pay rise. Very bad for my bank balance, but amazing for growth and opportunity yeah. and learning and development. And I am, you know, every day I'd walk into those offices just astounded by how clever everyone around me was. And I would be pinching myself going, how the heck did I get into this place? And that energy, that passion, that love for kind of creativity, the love for kind of servicing an account and account management and being professional in what you do was something that kind of got me out of bed every day. And at the end of the day, the final output of the advertising that we did that not only the industry talked about, which I think is important, but much more importantly, that the great British public back then would yeah. talk about made me excited and very, very proud of where I worked. So how do you then end up in Johannesburg three years ago? Um, I blame a phenomenal genius called Mike Shalit. So some of you listening will have heard of him. So he is the kind of chief creative officer for BBDO across Africa. Mm-hmm. And along with Keith Shipley, uh, he founded Network BBDO. Mike and I worked on a Guinness Africa pitch. So Guinness, which is part of the Diageo stable, uh, basically asked for agency coalitions and partners to pitch on the Guinness Africa business. And because it's Guinness, all the best agencies basically in London and Africa and South Africa pitched on it. Mm -hmm. We were very, very lucky and humbled to have won that pitch process. Mike and I got on really, really well. And I still very distinctly remember being in the agency canteen and getting this kind of voicemail from Mike, which basically said... I've got a crazy idea, give me a call, let's do something awesome. And if anyone knows Mike, you don't not return a call from Mike Shalit. So I called him back, people talked and things happened and I arrived here in December 2014. And? Absolutely love it. 
like it is a phenomenal place to live. Like most importantly for me, the kids and my wife are very very happy here. It's a great life. The kind of people are amazing and please don't ever underestimate the wonderful quality of the sun shining every single day of the year. Yeah. Yes. Please man. don't take that for granted ever because that makes a massive difference to you know this sense of sunny disposition is a very very important phrase because you just walk get out of bed smiling because the sun is always shining. From a work point of view, it's a privilege and honor to work with the BBDO people here at Network BBDO. And I think you know we there's a lot of management talk about kind of culture reach strategy for breakfast. And I think BBDO has a very very strong sense of partnering buying investing in agencies that have a similar value set and i think there's two things that really really matter for us people and the work and if you have happy people they'll do great work and if you do great work you'll get great people and i think that's super super important for me because i think that's kind of one of the reasons why i got out of bed because of the amazing people in our agency my guest is Gao Narayanan he's managing director network bbdo on speak uh, meet the boss and uh, we're going to allow you right away if you're in the industry or keen to be in this want to know a thing or two about the industry call us 089-110-3377 and of course if you have other questions about this industry things that intrigue you things that make you angry things that you love uh, maybe you should ask the man right away you know you know get to understand a thing or two about this uh, advertising media and uh, marketing industry Gao. I'm going to ask you an elementary question because I think we tend to take things for granted and expect everybody to know. What is advertising? I, I think advertising is getting a kind of very, very blurry definition. Yeah. But I think in its simplest, simplest form, it is about a piece of communication which can take any form, from a tweet to a billboard to a PR to an activation, to a TV ad, to some content on YouTube or Facebook. That for me, it's important that it, it persuades people in the favor of a brand or a business. Whether it makes me do something, whether it makes me like something, whether it makes me want to pay more for something, whether it makes me remember something, whether it makes me laugh, cry, smile, I think that is the job is for us to persuade. And we shouldn't forget about this kind of persuasion in order to drive a business transaction. Mm. I think that business transaction piece is very very important. How you drive that business transaction is changing on a daily basis, especially with the ability of digital and social technologies and platforms to can help that interaction. But I think that is kind of the thing the thing for me which is persuasion to drive some sort of business or commercial interaction with a brand or business. Do you guys lie? I think what we do is persuade people of the kind of merits and benefits of a brand or a business. Mm. I think it is very very important that we don't lie because in today's world if you lie you're going to get caught up very very quickly. Mm. You will get a tweet or a post on Facebook or something on Instagram that causes you a headache very very quickly. And I think there's a phrase that the industry uses called which is now called radical transparency. We've moved from transparency to radical transparency. Mm. And I think it is important for us to be honest about the way in which we portray the brands and businesses that we partner with and we also need them to be honest with us because we have to be honest with the consumer. What are some of the and and let's let's discount uh, Guinness for now. What are some of the campaigns or one or two that you've worked on and you still look back and say I was privileged to be part of this and 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 
how do you think the the, the public perceived those campaigns? Um, I'll talk about one in South Africa and the other one in Africa, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the with the one in South Africa. So we did something uh, with Mercedes Benz. Uh, so Mercedes-Benz are one of our partners, uh, and they are going through a very, very interesting kind of digital transformation. So we are learning and also partnering with them to ensure that both companies transform digitally. Uh, we did a campaign for um, their cabs and roadsters, and we had the way in which Mercedes works, you get ideas from global that we need to amplify and make work in South Africa. Yeah. So what I'm really, really proud of with this work is it is strategically aligned with global, not because we have to follow global, because I think it's something that is right and works for South Africa. And because obviously it's a cabriolet and a roadster, the our campaign idea was called Look Up. And where I think the reason I'm really, really proud of this campaign is the way in which we approached it was very, very different. So we partnered very, very early with Google and YouTube. Yeah. And what we decided to do was create with a fantastic partner called Sinister, a kind of virtual reality world that is inspired by the imagination of the experts of wonder, which are children. As you grow up, life starts to beat that imagination and that wonder and that just that magic of just life out of you. Mm -hmm. And the campaign, what we did, what we did was we had someone in the Mercedes Benz car. They looked up and then they just saw a fantastic virtual reality world of dragons and balloons and kind of dinosaurs and things leaping. And I think for me, it captures two things really, really well. Mercedes-Benz's kind of sense of technology and pushing forward because their line is kind of the best or nothing. Mm -hmm. And the second part is not losing the humanity. I think with this digital transformation and the advent of technology and bots, what we end up forgetting is we are talking to humans, not consumers, not users, not buyers but humans. And I really was really, really proud of that. And um, the second campaign I want to talk to you about very briefly was something we did in Kenya. Uh, so Tusker Lager is basically like the castle lager of Kenya. Uh, we did this campaign called Team Kenya. And what I'm really proud about this campaign was A, its effectiveness, B, its creativity, but also C, is understanding the mass market Kenyan behavior and tapping into technologies that people use on a daily basis. So the brief was we want an activation promotional campaign that we can run in any geography, in any town, in any city, in any village at any time. We started with that and we worked back to the brand. And there's a very, very simple insight, which is Kenya had a bit of a confidence crisis. There was terrorism. There was just a national confidence issue. Yeah. So what we decided to do was the brand and the beer, which is what you do with all beers, was to toast any great Kenyan achievement. So what we did is we created a USSD and a PESA, which is the two technologies, linked it to a human attribute of celebration, which is what beer is all about, celebrating national pride in Kenyans. And every time any Kenyan did anything good, there was a promotional activity that could be run on digital media, supported by lots of other channels, that allowed the great Kenyan public to toast, whether it was Lupita, whether it was Humphrey Kayange and the Kenyan rugby team, yeah. or anyone else, to say, we as Kenyans are proud of this Kenyan, Tusker stands up for them and celebrates them. Brilliant. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. I can tell you this much. Uh, speak to somebody in this industry. I'm happy to speak to them alone. So if you don't call, I won't take exception. It's fine. I love it because I've got so many issues to touch on with Gao. But really, I'd like it to be a conversation 
among all of us about the industry and because this industry has uh, brought in amazing uh, feelings among us as South Africans and there are things we worry about. But also if you're a young person in the industry or wanting to get into in industry, do ask him what to look out for. And in fact, on that note, Kao, what makes a great advertiser? And I know there are so many aspects to it. It's, you know, it's not a one-dimensional thing, but what makes a great advertiser? What, who should get into the industry? Um, for me, there is a, I think, a problem that the industry globally is facing. I think we're losing our best people to other business and sectors, and that really does worry me. I think for me is there is this sense of curiosity there is a sense of energy, there is a sense of passion, entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism, and a sense of smarts. If you have those things, I think you are perfectly fit for this industry. Mm -hmm. Hard work is super important. I think there is a perception that this is super glamorous, and I think it has its moments. But if you want to work hard, if you want to have fun, if you want to have a sense of smarts about you, and if you want to do something that will get noticed at a national level, so when you're having dinner with your mother, you can say, I did this for yeah. this brand or yeah. this community or this country or this city. I think it's a great place and a privilege for us to be able to impact lots of people's behavior, impact feeling, pick people up when they're down. So I think that is a kind of an innate quality that I think is really, really missing. And obviously where the advertising industry, the communications industry, the media industry is going, a sense of digital savvy is also yeah. super important. And uh, that goes without saying. Oh, by the way, I forgot. If you also want to call and say congratulations to him or he's a great boss, or for crying out loud, you never understand what he says because he speaks in Londonese, you're free to call uh, <laughs> and and let's have a chat. The smoky rooms and lots of alcohol. Yes. Is, is it still? Is it a? Is it a? a, a, a what do you call Eben Eben myth? Uh, is it reality or is it something that's dying? I love Mad Men, like everyone else. It's yeah. an amazing series, but I'm unfortunately those days of the misogyny, the smoking, the drinking are are no longer. Mm. Uh, Even I think, the sex. Uh, <laughs> that I can't comment on. <laughs> um, but for me, is there, I think there is a perception of the industry that it is not transforming as quickly as it should. I think that's something we as an industry need to take very, very seriously. Mm. If we aren't on top of where the world is going, if we aren't on top of how communications actually work, and if we aren't on top of the platforms and the technologies that will change mass behavior... I think we're going to find ourselves out of business very, very soon. And the likes of Google and Facebook and Snapchat will start kind of replacing us very, very quickly if we're not too careful. Okay. Uh, we've got a call on the line. Uh, we, we're going to take Siabonga first. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll check out who else is talking to us on other platforms. Uh, he's in Bergville. Good evening, Siabonga. Good. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I just wanted to know, I just started, I'm a young entrepreneur, uh, very passionate about entrepreneurship. I just started my wine brand, uh, which is called Imbula Wines. So I just wanted to explore how can they assist me in terms of uh, advertising or marketing or 
of my friend. Mm. Uh, Siabonga. Yes. You know the 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 first thing you could do is 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 try and be a a guest on our quickie feature and it's free advertising uh, before before we talk about other things. But you didn't call to talk to me. You called to speak to girls. We'll take that other one yeah. offline. Gao? Yeah. So, Bongo, lovely to meet you. So, first of all, is make sure all the listeners know exactly what your, the name of your brand is. So, please repeat that for all the listeners. Imbola Wines. So that's, Imbola means the ring. Yes. That's fantastic. I think that's one of the most important things is to make sure that as a entrepreneur and a kind of new business person, you are always putting your business and your brand in front of the eyes and ears uh, of any potential buyer. I think being a small business, I think the best thing you can do is go online and start to learn from Facebook and Google and Instagram. There are lots of courses, if you just basically just Google them, that are precisely set up for young kind of smart business people to help market and promote their businesses and brands and the good thing about this you don't need large budgets you just need a healthy appetite to learn and also healthy appetite to learn and apply that knowledge onto your brand or business so i think that is the best thing that you can do right now is to go online and look at how you can market your brand across facebook across instagram across twitter and across youtube and if you start to learn those, you will start to develop a brand and you'll find a way to talk to potential uh, consumers. Uh, and also, if you start partnering and doing well across those platforms, those businesses, Google and Facebook especially, will find ways of helping you and kind of mentor you if you get into the kind of right scheme and the right context. Oh, okay. Sevonga, I'll tell you what though. I, wa- I want you to hold on and, and speak okay. to Tato because... Yeah. I think we need to talk about your business here. And I hear, here's me giving you free advertising upfront. You don't even have to Google anything. You're going to get time on this show. So hold on. Tato will take your details just now. Ne? Okay. Great stuff and all the best, mate. Good luck, my friend. You you introduced the subject of, of transformation. I had, a, I had a chat with a few friends of mine yesterday. And, and one of them mentioned working with a beverages organization. And she was rather agitated sitting in the meeting with these guys earlier this uh, last week. And, and she says that people were still talking about, you know, black women dancing and singing to promote brands. Uh, I would have thought we long passed it. And I still see it. It's still out there. Now, question is, does it work? Because then people would not be doing it if it doesn't work. Uh, and if it works... Could it be used in such a way that it's not demeaning to others? Now, I think that's a very, very important question. So I think this goes back to the fundamental of how advertising actually works. Yeah. Right. So I think there is a tax you pay if you don't want to apply yourselves in a creative way. And that tax is you have to spend more money for your message to be seen and heard. Yeah. So if you have an average message that doesn't get remembered or noticed and recalled by a brand, you have to spend more rands in order for that message to land with people who could be buying your product. Yeah. If you try and apply a lens of creativity and a sense of innovation and actually getting talked about notice in the right way, you have to spend less money in getting that message noticed by the mass market, by lots of potential buyers. Wow. So that is the kind of either the tax of being uncreative 
or the kind of benefit of creativity and how creativity can impact a brand and also a business. Sbu is calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Sbu, and thank you very much for your call. Good evening. How are you, gentlemen? Very well, thank you, sir. I'm well, thanks. Um, firstly, I'd like to congratulate you. Um, you've done phenomenal work in the industry. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And um, secondly, I just have a quick question. Um, what advice would you give um, for someone who has a keen interest on the advertising industry and who's already um, qualified with a diploma in the industry? How best should they go about in, in, in getting into the industry? Um, that's, that's a fantastic question. So for, for me, is I think one of the things I look for the most is this sense of kind of energy and this sense of kind of entrepreneurialism. And, I, and I'll, I'll tell you a very, very quick story, I promise. Um, we've got a fantastic uh, production intern called Tabiso. He works at the agency. And the way in which he got the job uh, just still inspires me to this day, which is he started off as an Uber driver. And then someone okay. in our production department took an Uber with him. And then he started talking to them, as Uber drivers do. What do you do? I work okay. in advertising. What does that mean? And he got the person's business card and turned up the next week and said, I'd like to work for you. And we hired him as an intern. He's doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. I think for me is never give up and also okay. do your research in terms of the kind of company you, can, you want to work for. So there's lots of companies out there that you could work for. Some are big, some are medium, some are small, some are digital. I think you need to pick them just as much as they need to pick you. Because whatever they tell you, the industry really, really needs good talent coming into the, 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 the industry. And we are lacking that. And you are a commodity. And if you are good at what you do, and if you have some smarts about you, and you believe in yourself, I think there's a fantastic career ahead of you. But also make sure you choose the industry, just the agency, just as much as the agency chooses you. Oh, okay, no. Um, Sbu? Thank you so much. <laughs> Go advice. Do this Hello? for me. Go choose them, Sbu. And once you've chosen them and they've chosen you, let us know. Huh? I'd like to hear I'll, your story. I'll do so, Rams. Yeah. Um, I'll do so. I'll definitely do so. All the best, mate. Thank you very much for calling. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. Our guest is Gao uh, Naran Yanan. He's managing director of Network BBDD. BBDO, it's, a, it's an advertising agency. I like to call them a marketing communications agency. You know, it's much more than just advertising. It's much bigger than that uh, because marketing communication is actually about perception management. It's much bigger than just putting ads out there. And that's what they do. He's new in town. Well, new as in three years in town. Been all over, born in India, uh, has lived in Liberia for a short while <laughs> before he had to leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he... Basically a London boy, though. Uh, are you missing Wimbledon? Uh, a little bit, although very, very embarrassingly, having lived in London, never forever, been, I've never been to Wimbledon, which is <laughs> typical. Very, my wife has been to the final, the women's final. Yeah. I have never been, which is it's. it's I went to an event last week. I was invited to a, a launch of a of an online publication, and for the first time. Last week, in all my life, I went to the Lilisleaf farm in Rivonia. <laughs> I have lived all my life in this town. I, I was like, it was we, the most embarrassing moment. Like, we you know, take things for granted. We do. We, on well, our when, when things are lying in front of us, we take them for granted. Completely. But, but of course, things do go wrong uh, in the industry, Gao. You know, and, and even some of the greatest 
uh, ideas, some of the greatest creations go wrong. Uh, somebody thought something's going to work and it just backfires. Yeah. We know we, we know what just happened with our children. Yeah. So many things have happened elsewhere. Yeah. How how do agencies get themselves and their clients out of such situations? Because they do happen. Sometimes, in fact, even humor can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, Nando's has had a few things that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, there's three things that are really important. One, to be honest, because that is very, very important. Secondly, to act with integrity. So for me, there is a sense of if you made a mistake, have the decency to own up to it. And then the third part is if you have gone down a process of creating something based on strategy, based on consumer and human insight, based on believing it's the right thing to do. I think it can obviously go wrong because sometimes you don't foresee things or the world changes around you. I think you just need to be decisive in how you act. So be honest, act with integrity, and kind of be decisive. If you've made a mistake, apologize. Apologize quickly. Don't wait for a week and a half and then realize that if I don't apologize, I'm going to get even more negative PR. So kind of honesty, integrity, and be decisive about your actions. And I think that is a pretty decent start because at the end of the day, yes, these are brands and companies talking, but they are run by human beings. And just like a football referee or whoever in the real world, we also make mistakes. I love that. I love that because I was asked by somebody when when the insurance thing happened, I said, they should have apologized much quicker. That's all, you know. People make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. So, just apologize and be genuine about it. We made a mistake and don't shift the blame. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do because when we panic, we do that. It wasn't me. You know, it's very easy to to do, to do that. But I think people rather forgive you much quicker uh, if you are genuine. I believe. Yeah, and I also think that if you are genuine and you do fess up and say, honestly, this is what we did, I think you can actually turn a bad situation into a good situation because just like a person, people expect the brand and the business to kind of behave like a human being at some Mm. times and just be honest and have some sense of integrity about it. Okay, I need to take calls. I, 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 I'm I, getting fascinated about something else here, but let's, let's listen to other people. Uh, patience in Mami Lodi. Good evening. Good evening, young man. How are you? I'm fine. I, I, don't be nervous. I'm a good guy. Speak up, patience. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm excellent nervous. It's my first time on radio. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be your first. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ah, I, I love communication. I love advertising industry. I've studied communication and then, but it's hard for me to, to, to get a job. I just want to know from your guests how limited are, are the job opportunities in this industry? Patience, before I ask Gao to respond, how old are you? Um, 27. 27. When did you complete your studies? I've completed my studies in 2012 at the University of Liverpool. And you've been unemployed since 2012? Yes, since 2012. Nobody's giving you a job? No one. Gee. Okay, I'm done with my questions, patients. Carl? Yeah, uh, listen, I think what is good about our industry is we're not the medical profession. You don't need 
kind of seven, eight years of hardcore technical knowledge. Mm. I think what is that is what's amazing about this industry is you meet people from all walks of life, of all ages, male, female, kind of people from different who have done different kind of training and qualifications. I think for us, my, my advice to you is continue to be persistent. And I remember a colleague of mine who, when he joined the industry, and this is no exaggeration, wrote 134 application forms slash letters to companies in the UK, in London, to say, I'm keen on getting into this industry. Is there any chance of you giving me a job? And when I met him, he was our head of strategy at AMV BBDO. Wow. So I think persistence is super important. If you believe in yourself, which you have every right to do, and also if you believe in the industry, just kind of keep being persistent and keep going. Because often the the challenge, as I said to one of the previous callers, is finding the right agency for you. Some agencies, the match might not be there, but there will definitely be, if you know you believe in yourself, there will definitely be the right job out there for you. Patience, here's my advice. Look out for some work being done out there, you know, a campaign that you're very interested in and you think you could add value and go to the boss of that agency, find them, find, find out who they are and say to them, listen, you probably don't have a job for me, but can I come in and show you what we could do differently? If I do well, please give me a job. If I don't, I'm going to pay you half of what you're going to pay me. Dare them and see what they will do. Okay. But you the companies I approach, they ask me about experience. They're about what? Uh, experience. Uh, oh, they want experience. Want experience. Everybody wants that patience. Everybody wants that. But I'm saying we should be different also in how we approach them because you're always going to be fighting against guys with experience. You know, people like me who got fired will be <laughs> have a chance to get a job elsewhere because I've got experience. But... I'm saying you've got new ideas that I may not have. Sometimes we are, you must sell ideas, don't look for a job. Yeah, and I think also, look, sometimes the experience that people had in our industry over the last 5, 10, 15 years may not necessarily be the experience that is going to serve our industry best for the next 5, 10, 15 years. So again, you know, what I would advise you is upskill yourself. There's a lots of free courses online that you can study and learn and master so that you may not have the experience in terms of working, but you'll have the knowledge and the competency and the sense of, I haven't got a job, but I've actually done this, 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 and this course to show how much I'm keen and willing to learn. And for me, that attitude is probably the most important thing that I look for in a candidate. Patience, thank you very much for calling and uh, for listening and all the best. But don't be patient for too long. Please, go out and get that that place. It belongs to you. Sibu, enjoy. Good evening. Good evening, Rams, and to your guest. Um, my question is, um, so for, for an agency, how do you guys, do you have an in-house production company that you guys approach, or do you go out for um, production agencies that you specifically work with, or are you guys looking to partner with emerging uh, production companies for work that you do and my question is if you do look out for uh, production companies uh, the answer to all three of those questions unhelpfully or helpfully is yes so okay. yes we partner with brilliant production companies in South Africa and one of the things that South Africa is blessed with is fantastic production companies that's why 
it is probably the best place in the world for film and advertising. So whether you're in New York or London or Paris or wherever you are in the world, everyone wants to shoot mm -hmm. in South Africa because there is a fantastic industry here which should, we should be very, very proud of. The second thing is, are we looking for new partners? Absolutely. And I think this is what's really, really important in terms of where the industry is shifting. So whether it will be YouTubers or bloggers or vloggers, those are the kind of people that we want to partner with because they really, really understand how to get the message distributed to an audience. Mm. In the old days, the way to get your message distributed was to spend a lot of money with TV. So your DSTVs, your SABCs, etc., etc. Okay, that's, that's the way you used to do it. Now the game has changed completely with YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. The game has changed completely. And then the third question or the third part to your question is we also have an in-house production facility uh, because we are seeing that this is becoming very, very important. There's a very old, and if you're as old as me, advertising cliche, which is good, fast, cheap. You can pick two. Okay. <laughs> you can have good and fast. Yeah. You can have, but it can't be cheap. You can have good and cheap, but it can't be fast. And obviously there's a, th there's a, there's a third variable as well. Nowadays, clients are wanting good, fast and cheap. Because True. we are no longer competing with other advertising agencies. We are no longer competing with the broadcasters of this world. We are no longer just competing with Google and Facebook. We are competing with the fantastically talented boys and girls out there in this country. All I need is a mobile phone and an internet connection. And I'm now a potentially a communications company. And if mm. I believe in myself, I can do fantastic things. And... The testament to this is we've done some fantastic work for a couple of our clients, uh, namely Google, YouTube, and also Tusker, with a great, great um, uh, filmmaker called Dan Mace. He is a YouTube star, as in he's a YouTube content creator. And we yeah. partner with him, A, because he thinks differently than traditional directors, but also he mm -hmm. understands how the online world works. And we also understand that. And actually, we get on with them really, really well. So we are constantly looking for people who don't necessarily come from Adland. We need yeah. to partner with people from the world of TV, from the world of broadcasting, from the world of blogging and vlogging, because it's a new skill set. And we need to make different kind of content for different brands to reach different audiences. Okay. Sibu. Uh, yes. I suspect there is a reason why you are asking these questions. Yes, there is. I was about to say, uh, actually give a bit of context to my question. Okay. Um, I don't work in advertising or production or mm. television, um, but um, recently started a production company and just trying to find a niche. And from research, you see that a lot of anyone who's got a smartphone can produce something or direct something. And um, so from YouTube, what I've been looking at in the videos, it seems like a lot of companies are going that route. You don't need to be a giant or big to have that. So recently started about two years ago, uh, production companies shot about two things there. Um, but my business partner has got film and television background. Mm. Yeah. That's very exciting for us. And again, to any of the callers, you know, just get in touch. What's the worst that can happen after a conversation? Great stuff. Definitely. So we're going to share, we're gonna share his details with you later. Thank uh, you, Rams. And thanks for the show. Thank you very much. And the only reason, by the way, I say we're going to share them later is to keep you guys listening. <laughs>
I gotta, I gotta get something out of this, you know. Stay with us, okay? Zero eight nine double one zero double three double seven. The other issue on transformation is about people, really. Uh, is the industry transforming? You know, uh, thirty twenty years ago, white male. Uh, are we getting more? more differently looking people as in physically differently looking people including people with disabilities uh more women in the game you know the sibus of this world who want to play in the game are we starting to see that but i'm gonna take a break think about it because i think it's a tough question <laughs> and when we come back we speak to you more Gao. thank you so much Habitat for Humanities, uh, Nelson Mandela Build Week aims to build 67 homes for 67 families in Orange Farm, Gauteng, between 17 and 21 July. To achieve this, Habitat for Humanity, in partnership with the SABC Foundation, is calling on corporate South, African, uh, South Africans to get involved, help building teams and families this winter with the provision of decent shelter, commemorate Nelson Mandela Day in a special way, contact Habitat for Humanity on 081-840-7968 or email nmd at habitat.org.za. This is an SABC Foundation-supported initiative. We are concluding our conversation on Meet the Boss with Gao. Uh, Gao Narayanan uh, is Managing Director of Net, uh, uh, Network BBDO Advertising Agency. We continue to take your calls on 089-110-3377. For some reason... I can't believe that we have a marketing and communications man and nobody's using other platforms. There's nothing on Twitter, nothing on Facebook. <laughs> Everybody wants to call. But we're still on Twitter at Rams by the Horns. Are we seeing that transformation, Gar? Are we seeing more people coming in? People that look like you, people that speak like you, who are not always white, male, old, and, and live, as my friend says, only on the northern side of Auckland Park. Yeah. Look, I think this is super important in lots of countries but i think obviously even more important here yeah i think there's two ways to answer this question if your glass is half full you're saying it is improving and getting better if your glass is slightly on the not so full side you're saying not enough is happening yeah and for me the kind of the barometer of this is has to start much much earlier I think in addition to the talent challenge that you're facing here in terms of ensuring that there is a good national demographic of the country in our industry, right? we are losing these people to lots of industries all around the world. And I think if we start losing these people in South Africa, it's an even bigger challenge for us because if they are finding this industry not appealing, not inspiring and not representative of them, we will never change the dial. We will continue to keep striving and keep looking to be more diverse. And I think it is starting to change, but I think we need the existing leaders in the industry and we need the um, the educational system, so your AAAs, your red and yellows, you need those kinds of companies to start furnishing us with them. And if the industry isn't doing enough by going and inspiring these people to join them, then I think we are letting ourselves down and we are basically doing a disservice to the future generation and, frankly, the future of our industry. Tobias uh, is calling us from Bloemfontein. Uh, good evening, Tobias. Hey, Rams. Hey, Gal. Hi there, Tobias. How are you? Good, good. I want to find out from you. I'm owning a small little uh, media agency in the province. Uh, 
you know, most South Africa has got about nine provinces. But what I've picked up... What, what do you mean about? Come again? What do you mean about nine provinces, Tobias? Is, is, is there one that you think does not really qualify? Okay, now I'm kidding. Continue, there's, mate. There's rumors of six, so I'll speak to you. Okay, okay, go yeah. ahead. So I'm selling advertising for small community radio as well as community newspapers. But what I've picked up is a lot of big companies, they don't consider community media as uh, uh, a way of getting the message across. And in some instances, we feel that uh, we understand the communities better this side than most of the big agencies, say, is based in Joburg and in Devon and Cape Town. Mm. Can you please speak more about that? I'll listen over to the radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, can I just ask before I answer your He's question? He's gone. Oh, is he gone? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, I suppose my, my question was going to be, what kind of media does he specialize in? Mm. But I think he's absolutely right. I think the way in which we need to look at this is media does need to show up in a local accent, whether that is working with a global company and telling people in Dubai that with all due respect, we understand the South African psyche, the South African consumer, the South African people and the South African media landscape better than someone in Dubai does. Yeah. You know, that's a conversation we have all the time on all of our kind of clients, but also on a hyper regional level. So I think it is a disservice if people sit there in their ivory tower in Joburg or Cape Town, kind of by the mountain, thinking they understand the kind of communities in whichever of the, not about, but actual nine provinces. I think it's very, very important that we don't have that sense of arrogance. I think that's very, very important. The second part also is I think with these communities, as internet penetration and mobile penetration and the cost of data starts to come down, you'll be able to service these communities in a much more cost-effective way. I think radio is a fantastic medium, not just because I'm on the show, because <laughs> it's able to build a loyal listenership and also tell a story to a community that keeps coming back and back. Mm -hmm. And also, as we all know, that will start to turn into a digital version of radio at some point in the future. It gives you fantastic power, once again, if you understand your audience, to help brands connect and tell stories. Finally, uh, Gao, from me... Is there still room, uh, rather room for humor in the industry? 20 years ago, if you had a humorous ad and somebody complained, they were labeled Mother Grandi. The world has changed. You know, now we have, you know, feminist movement. We've got uh, Black Lives Matter. We've got Black Twitter. We've got everybody else out there. And people assert themselves. Has this affected the industry in such a way that people can be creative to a point of being even offensive uh, in a humorous way and how do we mitigate that? I think it goes back to understanding the humans you are trying to connect with. So kind of I think it is very easy to shock. I think it is very easy to poke fun at. I think it is very 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 easy to mock or mimic in a kind of negative way. I think the question I would be asking myself if I was that brand or that agency is, am I understanding the humans, the people we want to connect with, as well as the consumer segments? And if they will invite and appreciate and find that you connect with them, I think they will allow you to be funny. If they feel that you don't understand them and that you are basically very shallow and you are playing to a stereotype, 
I think you will get punished for that by by people. And I think it's as simple as that is whether it's humor, whether you want to make people laugh or cry or scream, if you show that you understand who you're talking to, I think that is a phenomenal way for you to kind of be disruptive, be noticed, be recalled, be famous, and most importantly be bought by the consumers. Brilliant. So how do then our guys uh, who've been listening get you know to make contact with you if they have a question they want to ask a thing or two they want some direction here or there or indeed they want to drop a cv with you uh, it's very very simple just go to our website which is networkbvideo.co.za um we're on kind of find us online uh, and then connect with us because we are always 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 on the lookout for great people we're always on the lookout for kind of young people who have a passion for this industry which i think is super important because if we lose that energy that enthusiasm that passion that creativity that hunger we are an industry of people we don't have widgets we don't have factories we don't have beer to sell around the world and lorries and trucks we just have people nowadays a mobile phone and a pen and a pad and you can be an agency if you want to be so people with that kind of entrepreneurial kind of hustle and energy get in touch not just with us but obviously I'm here representing Network BBDO but also getting into the industry because the industry really really needs people like you. So if you missed it it's very easy go to Metro FM Talk with Rams on Facebook you'll have that email at uh, rather that uh, website address there if you get into that we'll click onto the website address guys click there it will send you to <laughs> that link will send you to the organization where you will then get the contact details and so it is by the way with Otis because i see people are saying we didn't get that email and it's not on the site don't worry click on the link it says www.otis blah 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 if you click there it sends you there and you can apply for those uh, internships please guys always click where you see something that looks like underlined or something it's normally is a sign that you can get into their site uh, if you missed a part of this conversation if you liked this conversation as much as i did but indeed if you just like this show do remember this conversation will be podcast tomorrow and it will be there for posterity so that you listen again and again and again to him and one day when he does something more exciting say i heard you on ramses show first yeah we went there so it will be podcast guys gao narayanan thank you very much my mate for chatting to us and all the best we truly appreciate your time thank you very much for having me it's been a privilege we thank shall you. be watching your work now thank you so much hope i don't disappoint <laughs> you won't you're not capable of that so tomorrow is wednesday you know what that means it means the day after that is thursday but it also means I'm not here on radio. I'll see you on Monday. Thank you very much to the team. And uh, <laughs> from me, Rems Mavote, good night and God bless.